Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. How we are digging that jazz. I'm digging that jazz. That is so smooth. Right here at WHGE, we do it nice and smooth for you. We got something good. We will make love to your earbuds. I'm Rochelle Wilson here on Wednesday, June the, uh, what is today? 14th, June 14th. <laughs> Stick with me, y'all. I got a lot on my brain, a lot to do, a lot to think about. But I'm here at the control board at WHGE 95.3 FM, your one and only Black-owned, Black-operated news information and advocacy station for the city of Wilmington, the state of Delaware, and the World Wide Web. You can find us, check us out, leave a comment, let us know what you're thinking. Today in the studio, as we talk, the Political Power Hour, a subsidiary of Make Some Intelligent Noise. I have very special guests in the studio with me today, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk something a little bit bigger than just politics. We're going to talk about the Juneteenth celebration and beyond. In the studio with me today, I do have Miss Brenda Gunter, who is the co-founder of the Delaware Juneteenth Association, and she's going to tell us her story in just a moment and the importance of Juneteenth. Also joining us, a special guest, Miss Abundance Child. You know her, I know her, we love her. She's going to talk to us about Juneteenth and beyond. So let's get started, ladies and gentlemen. Don't change those dials. I'm Rochelle Wilson, your hostess, your commander of the airwaves for today's show at WHGE 95.3 FM. Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much you for, for being us. in the studio. Yes. So let's get started. Miss Gunter, uh, you, Miss Brenda, you, uh, yeah. I'm you can call, call me Brenda. Okay. But you're, you're one of the queens, though, sweetie. So I want to give you all the respect that I can oh, give you. <laughs> and I've got a good sound check, so I'm okay for there. So... You are one of the co-founders of the Delaware Juneteenth Association. What does that mean? What it means is that many, many years ago, in 1994, Delaware got um, the opportunity to know, to start to begin to know what Juneteenth was. There was a, um, a man that we worked with because at the time we all worked in community, different community centers and um, we worked with youth. Mm -hmm. So he had went to a conference in Milwaukee, came back, was really excited about, um, they were having a Juneteenth festival there. Of course, nobody here knew what it was. Mm -hmm. So he shared with us what it was. We got excited about it. And then after that, we just took off. Okay. All so, right. Now there was some sort of legislation passed because it wasn't any here, and you guys uh, spearheaded absolutely, that. Absolutely. In 1995, we went to um, Senator Carper at the time mm -hmm. and um, Senator Margaret Rose Henry, mm -hmm. and they actually signed a bill recognizing that um, Juneteenth would be recognized as a state holiday. And, and then we got the just, day off. Now, <laughs> now we have the day off. Okay. At that time, we did not. It was just 
because there's a difference just between being recognized and now that it is a national holiday. Okay, okay. So you continued the 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 movement with legislators in order to make We've it. We've been continuing that movement since until Biden signed the um, mm-hmm. the bill saying that it was now a national holiday, which was in 2021. Okay. All right. So um, after that, um, Governor Carney signed mm-hmm. also saying, and we had Opal Lee here, who, was, who we call the mother of Juneteenth. Really? Yes, because she did a walk. Okay. And she's been walking for as long as we have actually been um, trying to get it to be a holiday here. I think I've in, seen a report on her. Mama Opa, Opa, Opa Lee? Opa Lee. Yes, she's a walking lady. Yes, yes, yes. I remember that Absolutely. report. She was here right at uh, the Legacy Center when they signed it um, because we thought it was important that she was here since um, she was the lady that really catapulted this into happening. So, And now more people are coming. They're aware of it. That's a question. <laughs> well, well, listen, more people are becoming aware of it mm-hmm. because now it is a national holiday. Right. Now, do they really celebrate it? Everybody likes that we have a day off, so you're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> however, you still meet a lot of people that cannot tell you what Juneteenth is. Mm-hmm. But you can but you go to people and they can tell you what Independence Day is. Mm-hmm. How about that? We're gonna get to that. We're going to get to that. We're going to talk about Juneteenth, the real Juneteenth, and 1865 in Galveston, Texas. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But let me welcome my sister, Empress Queen Abundance Child. Peace and grace. Thank you so much. So you do beyond Mm -hmm. Juneteenth. Uh, So let let us hear a little bit about what that means, how did that start, and why, (laughs) you know? So... We know the historicity of Juneteenth, or we think we know the historicity of Juneteenth. I was a history major, so, you know, history is my thing. But I found a lot with um, repeating the history, we also repeat the trauma. And uh, I know for me, I remember when I started finding out about um, our true history, not the stuff that they taught us in school, not the false history. I started finding out the, the true history made me angry. It made me re- revisit generational traumas. It made me not even want to be around people who were Caucasian of European descent. I'm like, can't trust y'all. And the more I kept hearing things like, well, if that wasn't us, and I understand generation, I understand ancestry, and I understand that we are our ancestors. I said, we have to do something. We have to move beyond Juneteenth. And I was just having a conscious, uh, 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 um, excuse me, a conversation like this amongst my loved ones and my friends. We, we, a lot of us, birds of a feather, you know, we flock together. We think like alike. And I literally said beyond Juneteenth. And I was like, beyond Juneteenth. And I immediately, let's do a photo shoot. Uh, I was working with Seven God and Shakira. We did that. And we said, we're right here at the riverfront. Let's just do a barbecue and have a DJ and let's start addressing some issues. And that's how it started. But it also has grown bigger than what a barbecue, right? (laughs) Yeah. So the Delaware Art Museum was like, we see you. We love what you're doing. We don't want people to think we're just a stiff, you know, um, 
14th, 15th, 16th century type of um, artwork here. We're doing more programming. Of course, Iz is like my best friend from forever. We're also part of Guerrilla Republic. So he's Iz Bilotto. Is Bilotto. He is a community engagement specialist. So we've been partnering since like early 2000s. And so it was just an easy thing for me to go over there and do what I was already doing in the riverfront, what I would find out later on is against my lease. So um, I started doing it over there. So now we're in our fourth annual. Wow. That is wonderful. That's beautiful. We applaud you and bravo. And I, and I applaud both of you ladies. Uh, Your history goes back a little further on this particular subject. Uh, So let, let's get into it, and, and, and we, we welcome you in this conversation. So in 1865... Oh, she's a history major. Yes. Oh, I love history. It's my thing. In 1865, somebody comes along and says, well, I won't repeat what I'm thinking, but something to the effect of let the black people go, right? Well, I'm being nice about it because we're on public radio. So let the black people go. Two years after the Emancipation Proclamation, which by by the way, like you said, there's a difference between recognizing a, nas- a holiday and it being a national, actual, legal, lawful holiday. So a proclamation is a proclamation. It's simply it's a, proclamation. Right. It's a proclamation. <laughs> Proclaiming. Proclaiming. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, they let the black folks go from the slave plantation. And then Texas and Galveston allegedly didn't get the memo. All the way down there. Didn't get the memo, so for two more years, they got some free labor. Absolutely. Tell me about that. That's what it was all about, getting free labor. Okay. So um, anybody that knows, um, as as she does, knows about history, know that setting slaves free wasn't about freedom (laughs) and equality for all mankind. Um, It was about money. It was about, and I'm, I'm, let, let me say this, because I'm, I'm not the person to say that money is not important. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying that. But when you base your whole being on Existence. it, there, there is a definite problem. And we have, um, I don't, I don't normally say white people. I normally say transparency. Okay. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Never. And you heard it first here at WHGE 95.3 of Rochelle Wilson. And you know what? Not, Make not some intelligent be- noise. <laughs> not just because of the color of their skin, but because they also don't think they're seen. Mm. And they don't, they, they don't, they don't give us credit for knowing things that we know about them. Yes. So... If, if anybody that has studied history or have been interested in history, the reality is I don't care how far back you go, the behavior is the same. Mm. So <laughs> I know you can comment on that, but I want you to finish. Yeah. Uh, so do we know by any chance, does anyone here know the name of the person or persons who finally delivered the message to let, uh, to His let name us know? was General Granger. Yes. Oh. And he went to Galveston and he let the last slaves know that they were free. <laughs> right. And I'm sure he probably knew long before those two years, but they figured why not keep them doing what they're doing? Mm-hmm. We, because there's a possibility we still may have to pay them peanuts. And mm. okay, I agree with what she said. It, it was all about like these colonies 
in the beginning were corporations. So corporations exist to make money. Mm -hmm. And that general was a federal general, right? Yes. So federal, okay? Okay. Federal. So then, you know, for people who are listening, you got to look into these unions of states because it was people understood that more then than they do now that all of these states are foreign to each other. Mm -hmm. That's why it's very important for us to be voting in our local municipalities because the states are the true citizens. And if they really cared about us, then we wouldn't have more brothers and sisters incarcerated in 2023 (laughs) than we did during that time. Okay. They didn't abolish slavery because the 13th Amendment is supposedly expressly states that if you're locked up and you know I'm saying it in my terms yes. that you're pretty much a slave you're a slave and you of know property this, of the state, state and you know property all of, of that you know this very absolutely. well because it's very close to home so that's another to my point beyond Juneteenth everything that she's saying is beyond Juneteenth you're not going to be out there saying these types of things at that celebration you know what I mean like we we're celebrating and things like that but I have no fear and I want to bring the transparents and the, those who look like milk to the table to be like, yes, you are your ancestors. We are suffering. We're starting from here. You're starting from here. We need to talk about education. Mm. We need to talk about reentry. We need to talk about the lack of schools in Wilmington. Mm-hmm. Those are the, That's why it's beyond you, too. Well, what was it? Uh, Chase Bank did a full study and said we're, that black folks in America today are 247 years, I say longer, behind, economically, financially behind uh, our, our white counterparts. They've got 247 so years this, on it. I'd say it's more like four or five hundred. So they did a study on that, and then they, and they decided what was the purpose for the study. I would I would just that's yes. Yeah. Chase, Chase is one of those slave uh, banks, <laughs> you know, Bank of America. All you know, they benefited from the enslavement. No, but I'm, what, what I'm saying is that oh, what I, was can, the I can give you the right. I can give you the results of right. what I found out, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to come out and say, get oh, we did it because." <laughs> you know what? I'll have to get in touch with uh, uh, Reverend Ty Johnson, Reverend Ty. Pastor Ty Johnson, Mm -hmm. he is the one that first brought that to my attention. So I am going to ask him uh, if he can send me that information. We can probably Google it. Uh, You know, why did Chase Bank come up with this? Well, they have the resources and the money to do that. And it's it's also to her reason for wanting to know that. They stay transparent. And if you want to hide anything from us, you got Nobody's really reading those documents. You can Google it, but are you going to read a 40-page document with statistics? They say if you want to hide anything from us, put it in the book. That so that is being, so sad. All oh, that pisses it's me sad, off. But it's true. All that, of the stuff that we know, there's so much that we know. Like all of a sudden, we're finding we're finding out that where were the slave ships that could hold that many people in 17, you know, 87? Where were all those slave ships? Columbus didn't even come to the United States. Then we're finding out oh, there were people that looked like us that were already here. They didn't. They weren't a permanent race of miscegenated people with straight hair that they were going, you know, how and whatever they taught us when we were younger, right? Like they looked like us. Yes. But they already knew that. But we're just finding out. And some of us won't accept the truth 
because we've been so indoctrinated with lies for so many generations, right. as you say, generations, yes. that it's hard to accept the truth. Uh, it's you know, hard to so, accept the truth. What what I find is that it, it is hard. It is hard mm-hmm. for some people to accept the truth, but it's also if you are consistently, mm-hmm. because this is a consistent thing, and they. And, and I try to get people to understand, and they don't let up. Like they, like you said, they did the study. Okay, you did the study so that you can say, oh, now this is where you are. Stay in your place. Mm. Or this is how much we owe you 247 oh, no. years <laughs> worth of reparations. Of back pay. Of back pay. Oh, they're not, they're not trying to, that would be lovely, but they're not trying to do that. They're trying yeah. to remind you, you need to stay in your place. And we need to remind them that during Juneteenth we weren't we weren't black then we were Negro mm-hmm, and before mm-hmm. that we were colored right. and before that we were who our ancestors called ourselves mm-hmm. and address us by that because yeah. you have given reparations to Japanese you have given reparations to the Native American but you can't give reparations to black because there is no nation of black there is no nation of African American find me a treaty find me any document that has African American or has black in it. We need these types of events, Juneteenth, by the Delaware Juneteenth Association and the Beyond Juneteenth, so we both can be doing the work. I'm trying to do the spiritual work, and I'm trying to do some other work, and then they have their mission and their work, but we all need to be functioning together so that we can come together so that we can take our histories and figure out where we're going in the future with it. Well, there is a gentleman here in the the city of Wilmington. Um, uh, He's with ANDA, A-N-D-A, Dwight Davis, Mm -hmm. who's doing something for reparations. And I mean, he's like boots on ground, pressing it, pressing it. Uh, And he actually has an audience with some of our elected officials to to grant us here in Delaware the reparations that our ancestors were due. Uh, you know, again, of course, we have to step up for that. Yes, that, that so, is going to take a, a coming together of like minds mm-hmm. and really getting behind. And now that I know that, I'll, I'm going to have to have a conversation with them. Uh-huh. Because here's the thing. People, and not just... Transparency. Mm. People don't want to talk about our history. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to. They don't want to hear about the what was me and 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 the reality is like yeah there was what was me but before that there wasn't what was me but you <laughs> want to take it from here. There are. I, I was in Texas. Um, I have sisters that live in Dallas and actually we're from the South Louisiana. Oh okay. And. Um, Teachers are being fired down there for talking about their, and, and this is what kills me, for talking about history, but not just his story, but telling the real story. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're being fired for that because they call it critical race theory. Yes. And I said, oh, so now it didn't even happen. It's a theory. And we're making all of this up. How about that? Yeah. How about that? We're making it all up. You know, it's interesting, and, and, and I don't want to go too far down the cookie jar. I think <laughs> I've made myself pretty clear to anybody who really knows me. You know, we've got transgender rights. We've got LGBTQI alphabet flag people who have want of civil rights. I'm offended. How dare you tell me that you want civil rights 
we're talking Martin Luther King. We couldn't drink from the water fountains. You got to drink from the water fountains. So what civil rights do you want? No matter what letter you are, you, you could No matter drink. what letter it was, you could drink from the water fountain, right? So what is it that you really want? Sex is a choice. It's not a, uh, you know, color of your skin. I, everywhere I go, I'm going to be black. Everywhere you go. Everywhere I go, I'm going to be black. Transgenders and everything, the other alphabet, we don't even have a color stripe of black in their flag anywhere. <laughs> and so many of our young black males are demasculating uh, with the whole flag thing, or they call themselves two spirits. So I'm going to go with that. So the two spirit organizations, they don't even have a black, but yet we're. See, they have money. Oh, my though. goodness. Oh, I've never met a poor alphabet person. That's what I'm saying. They have money and they mobilized. We can learn from that. They learn from us and they have the right to do that because they are civil rights. Agreed. They are civil rights and and actually it's a more of a humanitarian rights thing if you really want to get into it. So I don't have a problem with the fact that they use our platform and did for themselves what we are not able to do for us. So I'm not hating on that because if I was in that situation I would be raising that flag but I decided to raise the red, black, and the green. I know, you know that's right. <laughs> Or the red, white, and the blue when it comes to GT. That's the only time I'm rocking that. But it's civil rights. And um, civil rights are the things that you have when you have a privilege to do something, you know, that is natural. And the government, the corporation makes it illegal because you have a natural right to travel if you're not doing anything commercial. I came here, I'm not doing anything commercial. Right. So right. I, a license is an excise tax. You have the right and the natural dispensation to get married based off of most religions. That's what you're supposed to do. But you have to go file and get a license and have a third party thing. Because with it's state. a contract. It's marriage a contract. Is a contract. It's all about money. So you, know, you to, went there earlier and I was going to jump right. in on it. I said, but if that. we as a people really need to understand economics, we need to understand big business. We need to understand what true religion is as nature and not the corporate 501c3 funded church and all of those types of things. So we can mobilize based off of that one simple fact, money we make, we are the richest population of people under the title of black in the world. We're not a minority anymore. We are the majority. We should mobilize underneath that. Doesn't matter. Come all, come all you with the rainbow flag. Come all you atheists. Right, and let's right. get this money. And meanwhile, while we're not getting this money, let's get self-reparations. Self-reparations looks like what is your family doing to mobilize each individual? What are you doing? If you're if you need to go get money from the state from welfare, reparations. You need if, if you don't need that, then go create an entity so that you can interface with the state because an entity can only interface with an entity. Most of the, most of the times we're inter, we're interfacing as a liability, as a person, which is a designation for an entity or a corporate thing. It's yeah. not a natural yeah. being. So let us as natural beings decide what to do with our persons, our state persons, our U.S. persons. And that's what I love about all these festivals that are coming out. You're not going to be able to not see an abundance child. You're not going to be able to see him, Miss Brenda. We need to mobilize. Yes. And it's no use in having all of these festivals and events if we're not going to do something for a greater cause that creates so, healing. So that's that's bringing me, that leads me right into my next question. Mm -hmm. At both of your events, I'd like to know, are there going to be teachable moments for the young people that show up? Will somebody 
just we've got to awaken them. So if they're just walking by out of curiosity, trying to figure out oh, what they doing over there, can they hear something that's educational? Are you guys doing either of that? Uh, I'll take you first, Miss. Actually, we um, we're these like badges mm-hmm. that say, "Ask me about Juneteenth." Oh, I that's love it. Too. Just just something as simple as that. Um, Last year, we were able to get uh, our young people to dress in period pieces, and this year I wasn't able to do that. But however, and and they could stop and ask them, and the same thing, ask me about Juneteenth. Right, right. So that we can explain to you what it is, why is it important, and its significance in this country. Yes. I I want to take someone's call, just, excuse me, I want to just take someone's call who had been asking about Juneteenth. And and this particular person is uh, is interesting, to say the least. <laughs> uh, let me see if they're showing up. I don't know. But they wanted to know about Juneteenth from the respect of, they were saying that Juneteenth, 1865, the release of the, of the slaves was, it's not a big deal. It's nothing worthy of celebrating. Um, can you just talk to, talk to that a little bit, Miss Brenda, in oh. case that person is right here? <laughs> I know you want to, and you can go next. <laughs> Let me see if I can find the comment while you address it. So... It's not a big deal. It may not be a big deal to whoever wrote that. Okay. However, it is a big deal to freedom-loving people. <laughs> I don't care what color you are, because mm. the reality, if no, if no man is free, then none of us are free. If just one of us is enslaved, then none of us are free. Come on now. That's, That's right. Just, and, and for somebody to say something like that, you're talking about... Okay, so let me go back. So one of the really biggest importance is that we were we were separated. We weren't able to hang out with our moms, our dads. Listen, couldn't keep our names. We couldn't, couldn't keep, keep our language. Couldn't keep all our families couldn't from each other. Anything. Couldn't Girl, eat the wait, way we wanted to eat. You and I might be families sitting right here, generations apart, and we don't even know. And it. We don't even know it. Same tribe, but we don't know it because we were separated. Yes, when. When when General Granger went into Galveston, and I don't want to say too much about him and his name, but um, and and to tell that the last slaves were free, people were on the hunt for their families, their children, uh-huh. um, their partners, their moms, their dads. Right. So that is the, really the importance of it. Um, we do the celebration because it brings people together, right. and even though. I don't. I mean, I do know some people that found their cousin, found out they had a sister. Listen, we were in the park one day, and, and a girl, a, a police officer, Ashley, um, which is my friend, said, "Listen, don't that girl look like me?" And I said, I looked at her and I was like, "Yeah, she do." And so she was like, and it was she was kind of young. The girl was kind of young, mm-hmm. and she said, "You think um, I should go over there?" And I just happened to know the the girl, and I said, "Well." Let me introduce y'all. And so I introduced them and I walked off and they got to talking and stuff. Come to find out they were sisters. See? Sisters. sisters. I thought she was going to say cousins. 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 Sisters. Sisters. Yeah, that one was big. 
that that's one was big. That even speaks more to the fact that our families were separated and we're still affected. Generation, uh, we're still affected now. Yes, the and trauma. Some people didn't know that they were sisters. Like we're keep, you keep repeating a thing until you learn the lesson. We still haven't got our lesson, and because we think we're not in bondage because we're not experiencing physical bondage. It's a problem. Like whoever wrote that but doesn't that, think but, that they're involved. To me, yeah. Well, actually, his name is Robert is Webb, and he said that he was going to come on today and say something to address you. Uh, are you familiar with him? No. no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I thought it'd be appropriate if Robert Webb wanted to come at us today with abundance being here. I thought that would be a formidable. I love her energy. <laughs> Yeah. I would probably lose him as a friend when she gets finished with him. <laughs> Don't do me like that. <laughs> I, no, but you're a truth teller. I so. think it's also important to realize that our ancestors live on through us and to deny, like I said, we. I'm so honored to be able to use a cell phone. I was born in 75, so I remember no cell phone. I remember no internet. I remember analog. Stay your butt outside. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. that's what you did. Yeah. So I think it is a dishonor to our ancestors and it's a dishonor to ourselves to not at least be able to identify some of the things that ailed us and that are causing some of our pains. And we see the symptoms today. What What is beyond Juneteenth? I, I want to make sure that the audience is very clear on that. What do we do at Juneteenth? I know there's some drumming and, and, and other festivities. So I think it's important that we as a people are able to, within the whole large, to still be able to self-identify, to be able to say, I'm Aboriginal, I am an American, uh, a Mesoamerican, or to say, some people like to say they are Native American. Some people like to say they're American Indian. We should be able to claim that, especially if we've done our genealogy and be able to say for a fact that I know for a fact that I am the fourth great granddaughter of John Chavez, whose uh, mother uh, whose mother was full-blooded Cherokee, that on my uh, mother's side, I am the descendant of Duncan Graham, who came from Scotland and married Harriet Brooks, who was full-blooded Lumbee, another name for Cherokee. I can go on with my genealogy that I got from birth records and death records, not a DNA test. Those ancestors are standing up for me and they want to be heard. They want me to use my throat chakra and they want me to be able to do better than what they did and to expand upon what they did, not just consciousness, economically, politically. And the only way we can do that is if we do it together and we don't have to all be lumped in as black. I can say I, my mother's line is also from Benin. My father's line is also from Ghana. So I'm Afri indigenous. I am both. And I'm fighting for that part of me that is a descendant of slavery. And that part of me that had land and y'all took us off of our land and put us in chains and said we were Negro when we were not because they had racial integrity laws that started in Virginia and all other states went and adopted those. And it said, you know, you look, y'all too look like you could be straight 100%. That's how we looked as Cherokee, Lumbee, um, Blackfoot, Muscogee, Creek. You know, we mm-hmm. didn't look the way they, they marketed to us when we were children. That Native American that we see on the internet, those are Native Americans. American Indians look like us. They have yeah. curly 90 hair. So I'm saying all that to say that we need to be able to have access 
to the domestic treaties and those rights to be sovereign. We also need to be able to fight for reparations because we are descendants of the transatlantic slave trade. And we need to be able to um, proudly say who we are, but work next to the transparents, to the pale. And we have access to the same things that they have access to. And because Chase did a study and everybody else has done studies that say we are 300, 400 years um, behind, we need things like affirmative action. We need those types of things so that we can at least start off on equal footing. And so Beyond Juneteenth addresses that, but we start at the nitty gritty roots of the ancestors. We actually, as an initiated priestess, I have a masquerade and I have the actual um, a Gungun shrine. So we bring out the ancestors and in masquerade, just like the only way we can be on this earth as a human is to be in this masquerade of flesh and blood. We have, we know as a people, we have that ancestral spiritual science and technology that with the consecrated uh, garments and stuff like that, when that person puts that on, if they are initiated to a gungun, that they are actually the ancestors on earth walking around in that masquerade. So we've been seeing people at carnival, you say Louisiana and all this type of stuff. Those people in Louisiana knew what masquerade is. Yeah. All right. They know in Trinidad and Tobago, they know in all these these places. These are just living through their ancestral African mm-hmm. tradition. So mm-hmm. I need to bring that home in Delaware. And also I was told through a reading that it doesn't matter if nobody messes with you abundance and nobody matters if nobody, if people hate on you and they don't come to your festival. It is your job as an initiated priestess to be praying for the people on this land, especially the people who founded this land. And they will look like the people who are in charge. So if you ever want your people to be in charge, then you need to start working with the spiritual realm because everything manifests in the spiritual That's before right. it manifests in the physical. Absolutely. So these people running around here winning this and winning that, it's only a matter of time when it's abundance for president. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I'm just saying She's like right? the But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we, somebody yeah. would never yeah. think that it could be a Miss um, Brenda for president or Rochelle for president because we got Barack and it was like, whoa. But the thing is, is that it's way more than that. We have to do the spiritual work. You think they're not doing astrology? You think they're not the highest degrees in masonry? You think they're not honoring their ancestors? They're on the dollar bills, for goodness sake. Right. We've got holidays for all of their ancestors. Right. Where are the holidays for ours? So to me, Beyond Juneteenth is a natural ancestral celebration because every single person in the United States has benefited or has been um, affected by Juneteenth, whether you're white or you're black, either you were the master or you were the slave. But all of us are here now because somebody decided to do chattel slavery and where we are right now. So this is a day for the ancestors. That's beyond Juneteenth. I love it. I love it. I do too. I love it. I love it. And you know, you, you're talking my language. We're, we're not going to go down that road, but you're talking my language when you start talking treaties, contracts, you know, you're talking the law. Yeah. And and that's my thing. I love that. And and I, I, I need to study with you. I need to study with you, sis. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you this and get your thoughts on this in regards to the Juneteenth celebration. Uh, you also do other things besides just the celebration oh, of the real. freed slaves of 1865. You also have a pageant and you do some other things. Tell us some of the other things that you're branched well, out doing. Well, you know, the, the other things came on as a as a bonus. Okay. Because really... Um, 
1865, the the focus would have, well, our focus um, for kind of representing 1865 was getting people together. So that was the purpose for the festival. As a matter of fact, we when we first started out, we didn't do a a pageant. Right. Um, we did the um, observance. Okay. Um, on the actual day of Juneteenth, which is June nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the, it was important for, um, our people to get together and they praised and they worshiped and they, you know, they're happy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we kind of still carried on that tradition. So that, um, observance is for that. And this year it is at Cornerstone Baptist Church, okay. um, at five o'clock. On June the 19th. Yes. And everybody's off that day. So yes. again, thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yes, Sister Sharon was telling me about that. Sister Sharon from IMAC, oh, okay. uh, who we yes. love so very much. Yes. Uh, she was called, I was talking with her earlier, and she wants everyone to know that you're definitely invited to come and participate uh, at Cornerstone Baptist Church for the Juneteenth and it's the spiritual it's a spiritual aspect yes. of it so anybody can come absolutely and participate in that and who knows the ancestors might be there their, their ancestors are always there that's the one thing like you don't need to get initiated you have blood right you have blood or we literally are our ancestors we can tap into that energy at any time we all have a navel yeah. so you know those memes where it says I got 10,000. You got 10,000 if you're honoring, respecting your ancestors and you're saying, Nana, I know, you know, my grandmother, I can still smell ivory soaps. I smell ivory soap when I know she's around, like her spirit manifesting me. You know what I mean? It's just certain things. She was just yeah. so clean. Yeah. And come to find out that's an Oshun energy just can eat off the floor of Oshun women's houses. Just clean like you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that kind of thing. I'm just saying like, so yeah, I didn't mean to, you know, interrupt, but yes, our, our spirit of our ancestors are always with us. I'm just somebody who's literally tapping in and taking full advantage of yes. that energy. Yes. Like taking full advantage. You tell me no, but I know it's my birthright to have something. I'm in the, here's your favorite coffee, Nana. You liked ribs? Here's some fried chicken. Put on some Mahalia Jackson. I'm going to dance for you. I need help. You remember what it was like in here? I need you to show up in me. I am a medium. May the best virtues in me show up today. May I speak with honey on my tongue. May I have the best, uh, may I be the best version of you. I said I can do it and I will. Because at the end of the day, we're going to leave from here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And your spiritual family, just egg bay, your spiritual family are the ones you're going to come back to. And you're going to have to answer to that. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So whether we know it or not, our our people have always done this. Yes. I can't yes. go into a so-called African-American home and not see ancestral worship. Now, our pastors might say that's some voodoo or some stuff, but all them pictures of our ancestors on the wall, that's ancestor spiritual signs. Yes. When you, our grandmothers that prayed on their knees, we're still living off their prayers. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I'm so thankful. So this I know I would us. be dead today if it wasn't for my mamas and grandmamas See prayers. See what I'm saying? So, yeah, so that's, that's what that's I'm saying. Powerful. They're still with us. They didn't leave us here to leave this world. We inherit, we inherit um, the world. And so Cornerstone for the spiritual piece is going to be at 5 o'clock. Yes. PM on Monday. On Monday, June the nineteenth. June nineteenth, Monday, five o'clock, Cornerstone Baptist Church. Uh located do we know? It is on um I think it's fortieth. Uh let me see here. Sharon may have sent that to me. 
and I don't see it. All right, so, uh, but Cornerstone, you can pull it up, Google it, it on find Leah out. Boulevard? Oh, yeah. That 20 West easy. Leah Boulevard? Yes. Is that it? Cornerstone yes. or Leah Boulevard? That is Lee it. Boulevard. Okay, so there you go. Cornerstone Baptist Church on June 19th at 5 o'clock to tap into the spiritual piece of Juneteenth and the celebration. Um, if somebody wanted to really find out more or how they could help or maybe even make a donation, <clears throat> how would they go about doing that to the Delaware uh, Juneteenth Association? We have a website, www.delawarejuneteenth.org. Uh-huh. Um, it also has, if they scroll through it, it has a tab that says make donation. Okay. So they're able to do that. Um, and that's... Say it again. It's www.delawarejuneteenth.org. Delawarejuneteenth.org. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, if they want to tap in and just check out the website and see they, what's going yeah, on. If they want to just tap in, check out the website, see what's going on. Because we do do other things mm-hmm. other than just, we do things all year long. Right. Yes, um, yes. When it comes, because we started off as a prevention group. Um, oh, and so we've kind of kept that vein, which is why you see all the young people. Yes. Um, yes. So we, we kind of kept that vein. So um, every year, starting in uh, right after Juneteenth is over, we're right into doing other things. Like Beautiful. we may have um, workshops, uh, um, just like doing, teaching them different things um, and also things that they can history lessons. Yes, yes. I mean, we just do an array of things. Well, I I would like to um, just put the invitation out there. If there's anything that I can do, I've I've been interested and it's on my spirit. I would like to, I'm willing to donate some of my time to teach a young person, male or female, you know, a teenage person, how to sit here at the control board Mm -hmm. and be a a commander Mm -hmm. on the airwaves. So uh, one boy, one girl, male, female, something like that. If there's anyone who's interested in learning that uh, from someone like me, you know, because uh, I can be a little boisterous at time. <laughs> but this year we also have a gentleman that I want to teach him his, how to advocate. Giving his time to teach them how to cat. I love that. How to, to do, uh, um, what do you call it? Architecture. <laughs> right. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. So, Design. Um, yes. So he's taking on uh, whoever's interested. Okay. Because he's like, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to do that stuff. Yeah. He's like, but they pay rocket scientists money. That's right. So, um, Well, being a journalist may not pay rocket science type of money. Uh, it, a lot of times it's it's a no reward, no science. reward type of a job. But I believe because it changed my life, I was really, really raw at 14, 15, 16, 17. You know, well, by the time I turned 17, a teacher who was a dramatic arts teacher got a hold of me and that changed my life. She changed my life. A little old white lady with these great big owl glasses uh, just snatched me up one day. I think I'd been smoking marijuana in the bathroom. <laughs> I really think I had been. I was high, so I don't remember. But, you know, she snatched me up, and instead of turning me into the principal, she brought me to her classroom. And in her classroom was a whole new world, and it changed my life. If I can do that for another young person, 
I'm interested in volunteering to do that. So certainly if that um, comes up in conversation at your board meeting or a young person tells you, just let me know. Oh, absolutely. I would love to I'm do sure it. if they're listening to this, they're probably saying, me, me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in closing, as we move forward, give us a statement. What is it that's uh, that's most important? How can we honor ancestors? Let's say I, I'm in a wheelchair or something else is going on. I can't get to your festival physically. How can I watch your festival or just how can I honor the ancestors Uh, The best way to honor your ancestors or to honor your living ancestors. Why are you worrying about your grandma, but you cursing your mom out? Right. Honor your living ancestors and then honor the ancestors within you. Whenever you feel bad or sad or have anxiety or depression, that's the God in you. I feel like Reverend Knight. That is the God in you (laughs) that is saying... Something's off. Something's not balanced. Get it together. You can start. Everybody starts at zero. You can go to positive one, two, three, four, five, or you could go negative. When you feel bad, we all know the solution. Get your butt up. I stop procrastinating. That is your ori. That is your uh, that the most high in you, your first mind, God in you that is telling you what to do. That is God in you that's telling you what to do. So to honor your ancestors, which you are the accumulation of all of your ancestors from the beginning of time, since your beginning of your human line, honor your ancestors by honoring your first voice. Honor your ancestors. Stop thinking about what everybody else is doing. Stop comparing yourself. Stop being jealous. Stop being envious. Stop treating your temple, which is your Christ. The earliest Christian said that Christ was the fluid in your body. It's your temple. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes. For y'all Christians, this. if y'all can't get Genesis right, then you know what I'm saying? Come see me at Drop Squad Kitchen. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the point is... That's how you honor your ancestors. You're here in the present manifesting the spiritual. Everything, Juneteenth has already happened, honey. Beyond Juneteenth has already happened. We are just physically have to go through it. And the best way to do that is in good character. That's the only thing that's going to save you. Your money ain't going to save you. Your popularity, it's your good character. And you know when it's good character because everybody knows when you shouldn't curse that lady out. Like you said today, he was like, I was waiting for you to start cursing. (laughs) But you got the blessing. You didn't. You right. know, you can get yeah. what you want. So that is the best way to honor your ancestors. We are living ancestors in full flesh and blood masquerade. All right. Ancestors don't want to hear about you giving giving them no cornbread and macaroni, cheese, greens, candy, yam, cutting off chickens, goats, and all that. No, nobody, that doesn't matter. What matters is your religion, which is how you treat people, which how you talk reliance. to people, yes. your your daily habits. Yes. That's how you honor your ancestors. Absolutely. Do you, I be you. That. I and love that. I love that. One thing I always say to our youth, in order to see a return, you have to make an investment. Come on now. Oh, say it again a little louder for Miss Brenda. In order to see a return, you have to make an investment. Yes. We yes. don't invest in ourselves. That's what I was saying. I know. We, we, we go out. <laughs> we, we will go out. Oh, I got me a new friend. <laughs> now, we will go out and put three, four, five hundred dollars in the sneakers for Ooh, our little boys, girl. getting our hair done, our nails done, our BMWs for cars, BMW right? for car, and live over in somewhere. I mean, 
Well, I'm, well, I don't want to say that. Right, it's true. Right, right. But just live below mm-hmm. our standards, okay? So live below our means. Our be yeah. our means, yes. And so if you have money to buy all these fancy clothes and jewelry and sneakers and all of this dear kind of thing, you can take that money. I call it intelligent funding or telefunding, right? Because like you're that. intelligently funding your future and your posterity. Yeah. But you got to put it in yourself. That's a part of the self-love. That's a part of investing in yourself. Absolutely. Why do I have to spend $500 when I, hey, you you feel embarrassed? You can, I get a knockoff <laughs> pair of sneakers and still be fly, right? You can. For, I can for $100 and save the other $400 and put right. it in, in, in telefunding. <laughs> I don't know. Oh so uh, close us out, Miss Brenda, with, with a statement. Um, What do you want to say? Just tell the audience what you want to say. I just want to say that it is extremely... Girl, I absolutely love you. I really do have a new friend. Yes! Yes, thank you. Yes. So I just want to say that I really think it's important for us to understand where we come from. And I was on on some other show at one point in time, really quick, and we were talking about, and I was like, listen, I could talk about, tell you about Juneteenth, but let's talk about some of the stuff that, the reason how we got to that point there, Mm -hmm. because nobody ever wants to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I just want to say that, listen, and and I believe that everybody, don't listen to just what we're saying. Yeah. Go research it. Yeah. Do the research. That's my favorite line. <laughs> listen, listen. even if you read the Bible, the Bible tells you don't listen to what take other people's word for it. You right. need to research and study show and approved. show thyself That's to be right. approved. That's exactly yes. right. So the same yes. thing when it comes to our history. Listen, don't take what other people are saying about you. Yes. You have to study for yourself. Because yeah. we like we were talking the other day about you being in rites of passage and all yes, that. Yes, yes. So um, and none of that stuff like happens now. There are not enough parents out there pushing, saying, you know what? I mean, you're great. You can you can do whatever you want. You can achieve whatever you want. Because and and it is all about us remembering where we came from, That's whose right. shoulders we're standing on. Come on, because we don't get here by osmosis. That's right. That's right, Miss Brenda. Somebody came before us. That's so right. how do you even form your mouth to say that this was a small thing? And you know what I mean? Because you're not you're not listening to what she's saying. Like we didn't just we didn't just show up. So what do you mean it wasn't a big thing? We're only here because that happened. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I love you guys. I love both of you so much. I can see us now. Join us over to Drop Squad Kitchen. I'm coming for coffee. You've got to try her coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, we have had a blast in your presence today. I am so thankful that you allowed us into your presence to share the knowledge and the wisdom of two amazing, amazing women and leaders in our community, Miss Brenda Gunter and Abundant Child. Uh, you know, there, this is part one. There will be a part two. And I will be looking for you. <laughs> Abundance for president. We'll be looking for you, ladies and gentlemen, at the Juneteenth Festival, as well as Cornerstone Baptist Church, five o'clock for the 
spiritual piece, very important. You tap in to the spiritual piece, Cornerstone Baptist Church. You do not have to be Baptist. You don't even have to be a Christian. You can be a Muslim. You can be anything. Just come in and tap into the spiritual piece of Juneteenth. And don't right. forget beyond Juneteenth, Delaware Art Museum, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Kentmere Parkway. It's free. We got nine presenters, Tosh Tariq Bay, King Simon, David Lasseter. And Rochelle Wilson. <laughs> you, you just cut me off. I was getting ready I to say I just want to make sure you did because I was like, you just, it's a spiritual festival. <laughs> come on. We love you, Ladies and gentlemen, be good to yourselves, but remember, be good to other people because what? Karma is real. Peace and grace. Oh, that was amazing. Good energy. Excellent energy. (laughs) You are hilarious. That's the that's the old oh my phone died. That's the old um And we're still podcasting. Oh my god, that's the old, you know, radio host to me. 